rolling. Episode 525, No Laugh Track Podcast here at Acme Comedy Company in Minneapolis, Minnesota. My name is Justin Severson. Get to sit here on the stage each and every week and host this thing. I am very thankful for that to be here with Mary Mack and Brandy Brown today as well. Uh, Mary's recording? This I'm is rec- just for you, I'm sure, right? I'm recording for you, Justin. Oh. Look at, I get, I'm going to put you on a video. I know Acme does video, but there's no way it's as good as my iPhone 5. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> make sure you got some solid footage. Thank you. Yep. Yeah, we uh, iPhone 5 is going to blow away any technology <laughs> we have here. I mean. <laughs> yeah, none of this 4K measly. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Yes. Thanks. Here we are, guys. We're here, we're here. Brandy Brown. Yeah. I, I tricked her into coming. <laughs> so she's been the, m- she came, uh, you were c- in semi-retirement. I was just not around. I mean, I wasn't retired or s- in semi-retirement. I just had been working on other projects. And yeah, Mary, stop yeah. stealing my questions. Because <laughs> number one for Brandy Brown is how much comedy you're doing? Because I haven't seen you around <laughs> Acme a lot. I've been doing like a lot of writing and like uh, publishing stuff and mm-hmm. other freelance projects, but yeah, I, I kind of took a step back from comedy just to refocus myself. And I was like, "What am I doing? What are my jokes?" And I got to the point where I was like, "I've forgotten my jokes largely, which is good. And I can refresh because <laughs> I have like a notebook. I've been writing. It's just life." <laughs> okay. What? She's back and better than ever, though. Yeah, so. I, yeah. Can we dig just a little more into that? What what type of stuff are you writing? Um, is in stand-up comedy or is well, stand-up comedy? Um, I was also, I wrote, it's not stand-up stuff. I have some stuff I can't talk about under NDA. But, like, Look at I that. did publish something uh, with uh, Defector magazine. And it was about the llama costume contest at the State Fair. Which uh, I attended. Yeah, that was in September. I think that was published in September. A this few sounds weeks ago. like yes, this sounds familiar. Now. Did yes. my crop art at the state fair? So, <laughs> what crop art? You did crop art again? Yeah, I did a tribute. It was the 35th anniversary of the peace doves at the 1988 Olympics, accidentally getting cooked in the cauldron. What? Yeah. So there haven't what is been that? so there haven't been live peace doves at release at the opening ceremony since 1988. Yeah, okay, since yeah, 1988. Yeah, yeah. Like if you watch the opening <laughs> ceremony, it's always like like people dressed as birds or like a projection of birds because in 1988 in Seoul uh, they released the birds and the birds went to the top of the cauldron and sat there. And then the way that the cauldron worked is like the four torchbearers were at the bottom of it and it, the platform raised and they had to like raise their arms to light the torch and then they did and whoosh, the birds caught fire. So there have been no more. So I made a piece dedicated to that. I love that. How many times have you participated in the crop art oh, at the state fair? Three or four times. I try to do it every year, but sometimes I get busy and you know, 2020. Sure. Do it. Did you get Did you get uh, any like? Uh, r- r- I got a ribbon, ribbon for this. Or I got any a ribbon these? the first year I did it. I got a ribbon um, in the wearable art category a few years ago because I made high top sneakers with like like state fair themed high top sneakers with crop art. Um, it, for the listeners, that's like you take seeds and plants and you make like mosaics on them. Yeah. It's it is some of the most. I mean, uh, we never skip that part of the state fair. My whole family, yeah. we love looking at all those. They're yeah. amazing. Well, my one of my albums three albums ago was crop art That's for the right. art. Fair. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, Liz Schreiber, and now she's take she teaches it at the fair 
and she actually made the state yeah poster. didn't she do the poster this year she did the yeah. poster this year and it was displayed in the fine arts category normally or the fine arts building normally the crop art is in horticulture because it's crops and stuff yeah. but if you win the state fair design you are displayed in the entry of the fine arts building I so it was really good i was wondering why i didn't see it yeah yeah i have a picture i, I can show you later i took a picture uh, oh good yeah uh d- the, one of the local newspapers each year around Easter does like the um, dioramas with those little uh, marshmallow peeps. Yeah. Have you ever done that one too, or is that no, like? No, I just do the crop art every year. I was in the Star Tribune though, um, because there was a big mustard seed controversy as well. That's right. I knew there was. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, so somebody snitched. Uh, so the rules for crop art. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. I'm derailing your thing. No. Oh, this no. Way no. Better. The rules for crop art are that the seeds have to grow as crops in the state of Minnesota. They don't have to be native here, but they can't be like, um, they can't be like uh, invasive species. And they have to be like a certain threshold of like farm crops or something like that. So it can't be like someone's randomly growing something in their backyard. Um, I can get into why I have questions there, but... uh, (laughs) Because sometimes they use U of M experimental seeds, which aren't like widely used because they're U of M experimental seeds, oh, but whatever. Sure. Um, somebody like, and so on the rules, it says like all the seeds you can use, for example. And if you have a question, you can contact the superintendent of the <laughs> Ag Hort building. But mustard seeds were all inclusive brown, white, yellow mustard. And yellow mustard is a beautiful round yellow seed with a hard casing. And that's important because one of the categories you can dye your seeds and paint them, which means that it's not going to absorb the paint and like get misshapen. Somebody snitched and like we got this email being like yellow mustard won't be allowed. They originally weren't gonna allow it for 2023, but people start their piece like right after the fair ends. I'm so sure like, yeah, we won't allow it past now. Um, and I was like, but why not? And they're like, well, it doesn't grow in Minnesota. And everyone's like, well, some places, like up north, like a few farms do do it. It's North Dakota mostly and parts of Canada. And it became like a whole thing. And I was like mildly irritated, but also like a rabble rouser. And I was like, so I made a piece also that just said, who snitched on yellow mustard? And it had like a <laughs> like a mouse, like a rat. <laughs> um, and I made it out of like all my yellow mustard because I just had a bunch I had to use up. Right. It was dyed from my main piece. Yeah. And then someone from the Star Tribune who followed me on social media hit me up. And apparently, and like the state auditor is really in the crop art. And so I was talking to her about it. And apparently they're now going to bring it to like the state farm board to be like, well, is this allowed? Wow. Do you guys grow this enough? So I don't know what's going on with yellow mustard, but uh, somebody snitched and we don't know why. <laughs> we don't know if they're a hater. My theory is it's a new person who is just really like checking the rules and be like, is this okay? But the other if thing, if they're getting away with this, we're yeah. putting an end to it. But the other thing is, there are some other seeds that are legal that are like broadly legal. But if we like really dug into it, you'd be like. Mm. But I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna snitch. I wish you could use any seed, like acorns. I wish you could. You use can use acorns in certain categories with plant parts and well, stuff. Well, wouldn't be neat if you could use dandelion seeds, the flux, and you could glue, glue them on for like. A, a three-dimensional effect like maybe i want to enter now there are other things I, I think you can get that same fluff really? with yeah yeah there are other things that are legal milk and weed? the plant yeah milkweed would be legal sounds like you could bring in a partner for yeah. next year you got yeah. a willing partner <laughs> here. you should just do crop art i can do the crop art for your album i'll just sit there in the back working on it tonight <laughs> i i'm really thinking dandelion seeds and 
Um, I don't know what else. I acorns. Is this just because you're trying to clear out your yard that's full <laughs> of dandelions and acorns? Yeah, I don't think dandelions are legal. I don't think they're going to allow that. Well, you can technically use anything that just won't be eligible for a prize, but they'll let oh, you hang it up. Boo. Yeah. yeah. All right, we got to talk about why we're here this week at Acme. Why, uh, Mary, why are you here this week? I'm, I am um, doing a headlining date and recording an album. Wednesday through Saturday, recording an album, and then tonight, Friday, and Saturday, I'm recording two different comedy specials on the video. Huh? And, and two different? To sell them. Yeah, I'm going to try to sell them, or if the very, you know, my other goal would be just to, like, I have a goal that I, I could get, like, o over 50,000 views on YouTube. That's, like, a goal for this, too. I mean, is that small? I, That's I'm very small. Is it? I have no idea. Yes. You I can hit that goal. You'll, you'll definitely you'll hit that. that. And you can get more, like, fans that way. But um, but I'm going to shop it around a little bit. So that's why we're doing everything in 4K. And we're doing, um, you know, good sound. And, yeah, like, a lot of cameras. <laughs> There's a spy camera above you right now. Uh, the Looking at my notes. Stealing my notes. Yeah, it is. <laughs> well, so um, one is just a regular standard comedy show recording. Just regular old boring comedy. Oh, like the normal regular old boring thing at Acme. That <laughs> most men. Is, that, is that how you're trying to say that? <laughs> no. I. It's fun. The, this We've had such good crowds, too. This week is so much fun. Um, but it then the late night one is... When does this come out? Because I don't want to give it away. Uh, it depends on how quickly. Uh, oh. Okay, so if people like an alternative form <laughs> <laughs> of comedy, that's all I say. Then the Friday Late Show and Saturday Late Show will be more of a, it'll, what, oh, God. It'll become more of a mockumentary um, of a comedy show. Wow. Like a Christopher Guest style. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It's going to be a dog show. Yeah, uh. dog, dog and pony. Do yeah, and a dog show and a no, folk show. No. But, yeah. No. I Best don't in show. I don't have any dogs coming. I did that. I did one time have an ugly Christmas sweater dog for dogs contest in a, where I had, like, 12 dogs in my show wearing Christmas sweaters. <laughs> You're not supposed to do. Don't they steal the? Uh, they steal the spotlight, don't they? Working with animals like that. I don't care. I just loved them so much. They, they. I had had like a Wrangler and a liability insurance, <laughs> and and um. But it was the funnest thing. But it was at a time when I didn't know how to even like put a picture online, or like I didn't have like the equipment to take a higher resolution. <laughs> and I there's a period of time, right, wh where there's like before the really good smartphones and then one and you know just that period of time like like probably about 10 years where I don't have pictures because I thought my crappy little flip phone could take photos and there you can't even print them out they're so bad and I didn't have any other photos this was at that time yeah and <laughs> it would have been great to have pictures of all that stuff but you know you should have a show with cats. Really yeah. challenge yourself. Oh yeah, no way. <laughs> That's a real challenge, boy. Yeah, I. But I wish I had photos from that. It's like this weird gap in technology 
where people didn't realize how bad the technology <laughs> was. They ditched their cameras. You're right. And even I even that, like I had, I was taking pictures at I don't know, maybe like a digital camera. But then where are those now? I don't know even I know where I saved yeah, those if same. I backed them up somewhere. Yeah, there isn't. Same. There's a decade of no pictures, pretty there much. There really is. There yeah, really you're right. Is. That's for the best for a lot of us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Probably. I'm trying to print out photos again. You know, I'm printing photos and want to make a book out of stuff. Uh, not a book, but like a, my own little picture book for my family. Yeah. And. An old-fashioned photo album. I miss so many years because of the how bad the pictures were. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. That's I'm where am I? What are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about technology. So, y- how many cameras you got filming the thing uh, this evening, this weekend? Well, Acme has up. They got one above you, one on the left, one on the right, one in the center. Four uh, for Acme, and then I have. Another audience camera, two audience cameras, and then I have three roaming cameras. What? So we'll have a bunch of footage. I have never heard of such a big production and going on here. Everyone in the audience will be filming themselves. Yeah. <laughs> so I it's like some extra. Yeah, right. <laughs> 500. That would be great. Yeah. <laughs> angles. Well, we got a lot going on, so. Holy moly. I know that fo- from following and being friends with you on social media that you've been doing a ton of shows getting ready for this. Yeah, because I wrote all these jokes. One of them has been over a year, one joke. But all these jokes are less than a year old. And then I kind of just didn't do comedy as much in the summer. I produced I produced a different show, so I wasn't doing a lot of comedy. So really, I had to jam in um, um, just a month straight on the road to remember how to do the jokes <laughs> that I'm doing tonight. Sure. And then um, I did a little in January and February. Um, but I didn't do much. I mean, like, so this is this is real fresh. The uh, fresh the material. last album you released got you uh, an appearance on Tonight Show. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. It did. It, it did. wasn't that long. It was less than a year ago, Mary. Yeah, it wasn't less that than a long year ago. ago. Yeah. It feels like twenty years ago. Does it? Yeah. Yeah. It's been months, man. Time. Do you guys notice, like, after the pandemic? Time is just like this jello that doesn't have a, a, a mold to sit in. <laughs> it's just this blob floating. I, I, I'm like, because every, like, three years for me of, especially because my mom had cancer, so we didn't do any of the the time markers. We didn't do state fair for three years. Sure. We didn't do our main time markers. Yeah. So, uh, and traditions, right? That marks time. It's just all, like, there's some things in my life that have happened, and I try to think, was that five years ago, or was that, like, this year? Just, it's so weird. I never got my time. Well, I have three, like we, like we talked about briefly yeah. before we started. Three daughters. I have no concept of time. I just put everything yeah. in my calendar, so, like, I'll just go back and look. Yeah. Which is also, like, how I do expenses. I was like, oh, <laughs> wh- that's oh, that mileage. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. yeah, like, that's the only way I know. If it's not in my calendar, it did not happen. Right. Can we talk about a few things that I uh, learned from your set the other night, Mary? Oh, the w- for this week you were listening. Yes. Yes. Um, I was unaware that I knew about wine in a box. I didn't know wine came in a bag. I had to oh Google yeah. that and see what that looked like. It's also it's also an educational program, Justin. Your your comedy? Uh, yes. Yeah. A lot of people <laughs> don't know the wine in the bag. No. And not um, enough. Not enough. 
it, and it's always like a wine that's named like pool toy or like it's just like rubber duck. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's, it has like a child's and it's like th- this wine is for like 19 year olds, right? Who just want to like stuff it in their backpack, not get in trouble. Wait, so it's not the bladder from the box of wine? No, it's an actual just bag. Oh, they, they got yeah, rid of packaging. Yeah, and there's a little handle. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, I couldn't picture it either. I had to Google it. Because so. I know nice. people who take the bag out of the box of wine and sure. just use that. Well, I could see if you're on a hike or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like a camel pack. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I guess. But, but no, it, it's, it's like. That is really cool. And then a lot of people don't know what a walking taco is. And I talk about that, too. And then I have to explain the wa- what a walking taco is. I'm more, I'm more surprised that uh, we've only had walking tacos for, like, the last, I don't know, what, maybe decade or so? Like, where, Thank were, they bef- God, where yeah. were they before that? I feel like, no, I know. Where, okay. They, I they, yeah, I know. No, they w- are in the decade. They, it's been a decade. And I used to do these colleges. And I would pay the students not to eat their walking taco until after I was done with my show. Because it would always be walk free walking tacos and comedy. <laughs> and then the is it the bag uh, itself the bag is loud? It's so loud. Yeah. Can Might you as well just like give out sun chips. <laughs> yes, 300 kids opening bags and smushing them up and then scooping themselves in there. Oh, God. It was like a nightmare. I remember I would always be like, oh, I just put a ton of ones in my bag and start handing out ones to the no. front. Yes, no. I did. I could handle it. <laughs> and they would, they f- I think they just felt so bad for me that they're like, yeah, okay. Okay, we're all, we're all stoned and super hungry, but we'll hold <laughs> off. <laughs> we'll wait. Uh, another part of your, uh, the act you're doing these days that really hit me, hit me at home was something that uh, you brought up about public and private pants. Because I just had a moment the other day where my wife, two days ago, tried to send me to the grocery, not the grocery store, the gas station, which is half a block down the street. Yeah. Will you go walk over there and get me uh, something to drink? And I was like, I, I'm in my pajama pants. I'm yeah. not I'm not ready to leave the house yet. Thank She's you. like, you're just going to go over to the gas station. I'm like, that's Thank not you, me Justin, yet. A true gentleman. A real, a real, um, what's, a, um, this, a, that's respect. Those people... At that gas station, deserve your respect. <laughs> they are performing a business transaction for you, right? They are counting out currency. They are handling, m- they are handling financial notes. They didn't show up in their jammies, they right? They sure didn't. Yeah. And yet, you go into a quick trip and you see this 85-year-old poor woman like cleaning out the coffee machines, and all these people who try to come in barefoot with their their fleece jammy pants like it pisses me off so bad like this woman worked her whole can i swear on this go for it now you can this woman worked her whole fucking life (laughs) she's cleaning out your coffee machine you're using this right you and and you're coming in with your slob clothes on respect the people and i don't mention that even in the bit i just say it's like a disability where people forget to take off their private pants. My my uh, <laughs> oldest daughter has a boyfriend. Uh you know, a teenage boy. Uh I've never seen him in not like um you even ma- joggers. Yes. Or like so I think so he has the SpongeBob SquarePants oh, yeah. uh yeah, sleeping pants that you mention on stage, I honestly. A, I have an embarrassing story. I found I had a public access show in high school oh, oh. and uh Here we go. We 
I found a video and I found a still of uh, we interviewed Greg Allen Williams, a friendly black cop from Baywatch. And in this picture, <laughs> I am wearing a white turtleneck, Adidas like slides, and pajama pants on camera. Well, interviewing a man oh, in a suit. Oh God. But my friends were wearing like casual clothes, but I was definitely underdressed because it was it was like the '90s high school. Everyone wore pajama yeah. pants to school. It was fair. I do remember a time when it was worse than this. At least now there is like this fashion about it. Because I gotta be honest, I'm I, I have my own soft pants, and oh, they're the best. I know. I mean, they are. Great. But also like. Am I working? You know what I mean? Like, I need to feel like I'm working. Right. Um, and, and so, but I have these pants, and they're, like, joggers, but they do have, like, pockets. They're, like, fitted. They're, like, they look a little more professional than jammies. And I know every young man in in the country, it's that's what they're told is a nice thing to wear. Oh, yeah. So it's not, they just don't know that there was a time when that wasn't. Well, Carhartt makes leggings. That's what I was wearing last night. Oh, my. Yeah, those are Carhartt leggings. You look nice last night. Yeah, yeah, the Carhartt leggings. They have a cargo, they're cargo pants, and then they're also, like, leggings, and they're really nice. And I've worn them to, like, business stuff. And wow. Yeah, Carhartt. Look at that. Yep. She found the loophole. She found the loophole. It's Carhartt. Yeah, th those, yeah, I get it. I, I want to. We have to mention. Uh, we don't have a ton of time left. We have to mention that I saw on X, formerly known as Twitter. What do you call it, Brandy? I know you. Still I call love it Twitter. It. I don't respect that. Good. I, me too. <laughs> so Twitter. Uh, I saw on Twitter that you posted. For first of all, I have to say you're still one of the best follows on oh, Twitter, thank Brandy. You. you absolutely are. Yeah. You're one of the few people that's still active. Yeah. For one, but you're very. You're a very and interesting and entertaining follow. Yeah, she's great on there. Kidding. Absolutely one of my favorites. Uh, one of the things you posted the other day was that you had the honor of letting Mary know about the strike. Yeah, it was great. Can we talk? Yeah. Can you, let's talk that about that. That was so cool. So I was, uh, you know, just checking my phone, like, waiting right before to bring her off or something. I was, like, eating my salad or something. And it said, like, someone tweeted, like, the strike, you know, we have a tentative deal. And I was like, oh, my God. And so I was like, oh, I, I, like, I get to tell Mary. And then Calvin, our feature, came in the green room. And I was, like, whispering. I was like, from like mouthy, he's like, "Why am I like strike?" So he's like, "What did it just happen?" And then he like opens his phone. And he's like, "Because oh he does acting stuff too." Oh. and so I got to tell Mary, and so I was like, "Yeah, you don't want to stay on stage for this." And then I told her the strike was over. Oh. And then, uh, do you remember what you said, which was very funny? Oh yeah, I you know it's not a great deal because I mean like it's helpful, but it's not a great deal. But actors are not the smartest people, <laughs> and I I said it a little differently, like. Yesterday, Fran Drescher was trying to think of the word for something that happens twice a year, so semi-annual, and she couldn't think of that word. I mean, granted, she was probably partying the night before because it she was, but I mean, come on. I think she also thinks 5G will, like, hurt your brain, too, so, like, she's got some interesting thoughts yeah, going she's on. She's really motivational <laughs> when she gets into it, and... That's what they, I guess, they needed. But, I mean, like, the first negotiation, th you know, they just wanted a 2% increase in, like, streaming royalties. Like, everybody watches. I knew this was bad over 10 years ago. I was like, this is not new media anymore. Netflix and Hulu are the most watched platforms. Why are we still calling this new media? Um, nobody's getting royalties. So, um, they, I mean, the difference between royalties from your network shows that are on uh, the, the four main channels. Sure. And this is insane. 
Um, so I like immediately the first negotiation they came down to one percent instead of a two percent. I'm like, you just don't go half. You don't give them half away the first when you go back to the table. I'm like, this is not cool. Then also the way we did the strike was like some productions could go and some couldn't. I, and so like, all right, streaming cartoons, like our one cartoon, we couldn't go because the other guys, they have, na they also have TV shows oh. that are on my cartoon. So we, but we could have if we wanted to, which makes no sense. See, that's not what the, uh, what I wanted was for that guy running the auto workers union, the Sean Fang. U UAW, United Auto Workers. Yes. I wanted him to run SAG because. <laughs> Everybody know, wants him to run their union. Oh my God. He's fantastic. You know what? Throw him in a commercial. It? Get him a card. They did it mob style. The, the, uh, the UAW, they know what they're doing. They say, okay. Um, we're these these plants are coming off like this this however many hundred thousand workers or whatever it was they're they're on strike, and then they go to the table they negotiate oh oh you don't want to negotiate okay we're gonna bring another thirty thousand people like he literally uh, stood strike. up in a meeting and he's like they're like we're he's like we have this deal like what do you want and the car people are like we don't have anything and he just gets on the phone and he's like shut Kentucky down now yeah like he did it right there yes and that's this that's what oh. you need to do you don't give them little piecemeal things because. You need to say, guess what? Commercials are out. No more commercials. Guess what? Animators are now on strike. Get, so you know what? In, in that Sean guy, what he did, he did. He said, oh, Stellantis, you're not going to negotiate. Well, we're going to take another plan out. And you know what? The plants who make the parts, they're gone now, too. And he it's also set amazing. up. Yeah, he also set it up so that their contracts expire, like, May Day in 2028, I think. And so he told everyone, he's like, every union have your contracts expire 2028 so let's just shut it all down oh wow a, a, a royalty thing i saw that was like really pissing me off is so uh spotify which is already terrible spotify has audiobooks now and i get my audiobooks through the library occasionally i'll buy one on audible what i found out that they're doing i was like how is this you know i i pay for premium and i was like how are you how is this all these like bestsellers are like six months wait at the library or something? How are these all for free? And so I tweeted about it and someone was like, an author was like, yeah, we get no royalties. They apparently struck like the, the publishers like struck some sort of deal that didn't even like contact people's agents. It's gross. And so Horrible. I'm just like, I can't listen to Spotify. I will not listen to those audiobooks. No, I don't support Spotify. I yeah. won't use it. I won't listen. I will. I encourage people to use Pandora. Uh, or just get the XM Sirius app. So I, I make good money on Sirius XM. They pay you, they pay fairly for your streaming, and they own Pandora. So you do make a little money oh, that's right on now, Pandora. Yeah. But for, s for me to get $10, somebody on uh, Spotify has to stream one of my tracks. It's like 60,000 to 100,000 times in order for me to get $10. Yeah. In in that's <sighs> that's impossible. I'm never gonna get that many streams on on a track. No. And and then you know you're only fifty percent of those royalties. And then if you have a deal with an agent too, then you're screwed even more. It it and then you're paying taxes on it because you know there's no mileage on your royalties. You're just paying taxes on yeah what you're making. Well, I heard even XM kind of on one of the networks in Canada kind of screws comedians there too because Just for Laughs took it over. 
And so it bumped off a bunch of like independent Canadian artists and already they're it's so much harder to do stand-up and make money in Canada because it's easy for us to go up there, uh, but th them coming down here, and it's, like, there's this article, it's really hard to come down here and perform comedy unless, like, you just get residency stats or you come for, like, a job. Uh, and so the clubs there can pretty much act like a cartel, and, like, yeah. Americans can get paid more because competition, but Canadians, it's just, you know, like, yuck yucks runs everything. Yeah, they, they also don't, they also will say, we're your manager, too. You can't work at these other clubs. They're can yeah. Canada? But, like, so, when clubs. Just for Laughs took over this, like, Canada Funny or something, XM Network, mm -hmm. it basically, what they would do is they would pay, they would play, like, Just for Laughs, like... Only those comics? Well, like, content, like, from, like, a gala or something, mm -hmm. which meant that, like, those people they were getting paid rich. out. You know, it was just, it's just wild, like, hearing about, like, Canadian stuff. You're like, oh, wow, <laughs> like, well, as bad as we think it could be. It happened with the SAG negotiation, too. All it is doing is making those top percentage of actors making money. It's making them more money. And the rest, the rest of the people, schmucks like myself, who aren't in, like, these giant shows are really well-known. We don't really get that much more. This is a failure. Like, I'm, like... I I I wish I could be more active in the leadership of the union, but wow. I I don't even get to do like on camera because I had to come in through SAG in the uh, voiceover stuff. So I don't have like union uh, reels. Mm -hmm. I have some you know the late show appearances, but I don't have any acting stuff because I was never able to establish myself on camera to get those auditions and those gigs. So it's like, well, will they listen to me as a, you know, as a voiceover artist? I got two more things I want to ask you about. Did you see, did either of you see when they sort of poked fun at Fran Drescher on SNL a few weeks ago? Mm -mm. I would have loved it. But I mean, you know, it's brave to actually run for president. Sure, nowadays, sure, sure, so. absolutely. <laughs> and then uh, do you, like, does now that this has happened, do you go back to work now? Well, yeah, I mean... Oh, one of them, like I said, one of them could work, and then the other one we only didn't work because the other people have two on-camera shows. I see. So yeah, we're definitely recording. <laughs> and then animation expires next year, right? Like in a year, uh, a little on under the a year. Animators or the yeah. I, I see. I was unfamiliar even with that. Yeah, oh I think geez. two. Of, there are two of them next year too. It's like oh the animation God. and something else is like, I think July. Mm -hmm. Two of them expire. Well, yeah, it needs to be addressed. Oh sure. my! Because that's major content. Mm -hmm. That's huge. Yeah. That's their pop. Some of their most popular shows are cartoons. So. Absolutely. Which cartoon do you watch, Brandy? You watch cartoons? I days? watch Polar Bears Cafe on Crunchyroll. <laughs> what is I, that? I'm not even like an anime person. It's this one anime, and it's about <laughs> a polar bear. Who it's like these animals live in a town with humans, and it's not We Bear Bear. <laughs> Uh, it came up before that, and it, like the animals are like realistic. There's a polar bear who runs a cafe, and I thought it was like a children's show, and I tweeted about it, and some like anime nerds like it's for adults. It's made it for like 35 year old women in Japan. I'm like, okay, whatever, that makes <laughs> sense, because this polar bear runs a cafe, and it's frequented by a penguin, a panda who also works part time at the zoo. And just like all the animals work at the zoo, like a day job, they like take the train in of and they come they home, yeah. and then humans, humans also like exist in this universe, and they all work and like. 
the grizzly bear uh, runs a bar where all like they're really like like dangerous animals <laughs> hang out. There's like a crocodile, and it's great. Like there's an ant eater. There's a tiger, a lion who's like a businessman who the lion and the tiger and the wolf make fun of because they're like you, your mom like cooks your lunch or something like. It's it's fantastic. Polar Bears Cafe. There's what is a, that on? Uh, Crunchyroll, and it's free with ads. <laughs> <laughs> it's an anime it's network. So Japanese, Crunchyroll. Yeah, it's the anime like wow. network, but like yeah, uh, Polar Bears Cafe. It's so funny. I love it. It's like, it's it's sweet and wholesome, but like the panda bear is just a piece of shit because uh, he's like really lazy, and even his mom. <laughs> he lives at home with his mom, and he's like a teen. And like, there's one scene where he goes to like uh, like a Seven Eleven to look for a job. His mom's like, "You need to get a job. You don't do anything all day." And so he goes, and he gets all these like magazines where like I guess they're listing jobs. And he goes like, "Which of these will have a job where I can get paid to do nothing?" And I'm like, "Well, that's relatable." But <laughs> yeah, he's a piece of shit. <laughs> You know, it's almost like they could do it through a cartoon, and there might be rules in Japan where they're not allowed to say that about actual men. <laughs> like, you know? I, I feel like they can. Well, the polar bear is cool. He runs a cafe, and he likes puns. And then uh, the penguin <laughs> is just angry all the time, and he has a drinking problem. Um, Don't they all? Yeah. <laughs> known for that. There's a that. llama. <laughs> There's a llama that he's like really nice and everyone likes him, but like no one notices him and they'll just like ignore him and like talk over him. Oh, it's a really funny show. That's the one I relate to then. Yeah, yeah sure. Let's <laughs> <laughs> go. I was going to watch this show and see which one uh, representation of a man I relate to. Yeah. I think we found it. Polar Bears Cafe. I love it so much. I it's love great. it. Uh, we got we to gotta, uh, put a bow on this thing. Is there anything else we should be mentioning? Um, Mary, as you take a big swing of uh, coconut cocoa. milk. Because it doesn't interfere with anything I'm doing at Acme or any of Acme's shows, I'm doing a, a 4 p.m. table read of a script I wrote. I'm glad you brought this up. I Thank saw it. Yes. So yes, I'm um, glad you brought this up. 4 p.m. on um, November 25th, the Saturday after Thanksgiving at the Community Access. <laughs> you might like this, Brandy. It's at the, <laughs> the Community Network 6, which is a really oh yeah, over cool Northeast. facility. Um, and we're doing that and then uh, recording it. What are you going to be reading? A script I wrote with my writing partner, Susan Sandberg, and we're writing partners because the director, Peter Fairley, uh, from the Fairley Brothers, from Dumb and Dumber and the um, Green Book and that movies, you know, he is a fan of mine on Sirius XM. Oh, wow. And so one of those old writers was working on this pilot, and he's like, you know who you should collab with? This is la lady, this is gal in Minnesota, Mary Mack. You guys would work out great together. And I never had a writing partner before, and we work out, we, we, get, we click so easily, and um, like, yeah, I have the, I bring like a big picture and punch up, and Sue has, the detail it's like it just works so we're we're so happy and this script is about it's based on sue's life so um it's about and, and i also ha share in some of these experiences it's about a um a music a talented musician in her 30s who is about to um make it big in music that was never me by the way but um who has to come back home to Minnesota and take care of her mom with Parkinson's. And it's, believe it or not, it's a comedy. But um, 
her her siblings are just screwing everything up left and right. Like one of the one of the sisters is like my sister. And oh. then <laughs> Does your sister know that? No, I haven't talked to her for seven years. Okay. <laughs> it's all working out. She invited <laughs> to the reading? No, they don't they, she's never left the county. So it's fine. <laughs> um <laughs> made my stomach growl with that one. <laughs> Mr. That one got me hungry. But we're we're um we got uh like ten actors and then I have a narration part and Sue has a narration part. Then we, we wrote it so that it's more like reads like a radio play, like we're telling a big story. Yeah. Versus something that's like exterior, uh laundromat, noon. You know, it's not that dry. It's sure, like sure. a fun thing. How long does the read last? Like is it um, half an hour, hour, hour and a half? Well, because we're making it into a show, you know, we'll have some li- a little live music, an intermission. Oh, okay. So you can have wine, beer. It'll be like mm, an hour and a half. Oh, perfect. Yeah, not even maybe, but it's it'll be fun. Okay. Yeah. And you have info like on your Facebook and stuff about uh, that, right? Yes, on my web, MaryMacComedy.com. MaryMacComedy.com. Yeah. And then after that, come over to Acme and see the show. And my husband, Tim, is here in December. So look for Tim Harmston tickets uh, Christmas week. Damn right. Yeah. Make a great gift. It'll be a great gift. Come on. Yes. Oh, that reminded me. I forgot I actually did do something big uh, this year. I was in a, um, in a two-and-a-half-week two writer and mm. composer workshop uh, where we – it was a music theater workshop um, where like five composers, five writers, and five performers were in a workshop learning about collaboration. And we, by the end of this two-week thing, we wrote five different songs. Like they'd pa- they'd rotate a performer or a composer and a writer together. And I ho- heard about it. Bill Corbett recommended me for it. It was paid too, and it was super cool. Nice. We had a show and Bill from Mystery, Mystery Science. Science. Yeah, yeah, I had a podcast with him back yeah. in the day. Yeah. yeah, and so it was like really, it was like, it was intense but it was like every 40 hours we were putting like releasing a new song wow we're not musicians they were just people yeah but like the composers were like all like really good like went to like you know grad school for that and then the performers were like all really really good so it was super fun um we performed it was through nautilus theater so we performed at nautilus theater and then one at augsburg and then recently like the group got together and we did a backyard show um, at someone's place in St. Paul. And my favorite piece that people seem, team, seem to like is we did this acapella piece where it was about a lion, a tiger, and a house cat. And it's called Cat Convention. <laughs> and they all just like, it's about just like like a lion and a tiger meeting a house cat and just being like, what is, what are you, what is even wrong with you? They're like, I do this, or like, roar. And the cat's like, oh, I just cry when I'm hungry and I guilt humans. <laughs> like, it's just, it's a, it was a really fun. Is there shop. any place, like, so could cool. I see that somewhere online now? Um, or no? It's not available because it's supposed to be just, like, rough, and I'd have to get permission from the uh, composer yearly, and stuff. It's yearly, though, the, the convention. Yeah, yearly. they do it every year. They do the program every year through Nautilus, um, and so. What's the name of the program? The Minnesota uh, Composer Writer collaborative something i don't know just yeah very cool cool. twin cities oh that's me sorry oh the twin cities is so cool like there's so many awesome things that happen here like that's amazing but there are some people i might like you know collab with but like yeah i like um what if you started a music writing career right now i honestly 
I, guess I honestly <laughs> have some ideas, and I think that like it was interesting for me because I was the only stand-up in the program, I was the only comic in the program, and and they pointed out that it was like I'd never written a song before, but they're like, actually, it's easier for you because you understand mm-hmm. that like get to the point like sure, punchlines yeah. yeah and like it was funny because at one point for an exercise we're like we bet it's kind of hard for you not to write jokes i'm like no actually i can write serious stuff too it's just like if i need if i want to write something funny yeah, yeah. Enough, but yeah yeah tim are you back there <laughs> oh i thought he, he was coming back in oh that's yeah. cleanup crew oh okay all right well we got i gotta right. go we gotta yeah. go Thanks, yeah Justin. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, great. I, was, I found out uh, just a few hours before we recorded this that you were showing up. Fantastic yeah. surprise. You were great. Yeah, that was fun. Mary, Thanks for having me, Mary. Always the best. Um, thank you, Brandy. Thank you, guys. Thank you, uh, yes, everyone should follow you guys on social media and come see what yeah. you're doing. It's the Brandy. Uh, oh, I'm yeah, on Blue Sky, Twitter say. still, Instagram. I'm at, at Mary Matt Comedy on Instagram and Facebook, and I guess that I have a TikTok. <laughs> I followed it today. I did, you did. Yeah, I don't even know how to get back to it. I have a TikTok profile, but I just like lock. I'm like I. I know I would just be watching videos constantly. I don't. So I just. Yeah. You're wise. I won't do it. You're wise. Cheers. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks so thank much. You. Thank you so much for listening to No Laugh Track Podcast, the show with a new comedian headliner every single week with me, the host Justin Severson. The show is produced in the heart of Minneapolis's North Loop neighborhood at the legendary Acme Comedy Club. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Podbean, and watch the video version on our official No Laugh Track YouTube channel. Wherever you are enjoying the pod, remember, drop a like, leave a review, and please tell your friends about the show. And most importantly, come to Acme and see my show in person.